just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot if y'all please. Hello and welcome to CS Report Episode 2. This is going to be an ASC West preview. I'm Al King. He's Tom Downey. And after a pretty successful first episode, I'm happy to be back for the second episode of the CS Report. How about you, Tom? I'm happy to be back as well. How would you rate our uh, success for the CS Report episode one, if you had to be an outsider looking in? Uh, I'll give it a B, because I wasn't ready for anything else, so... We'll just we'll just call it a B, say room for improvement. Okay, I like that. Not bad. Uh, I I would probably give it maybe a B, B plus ish. We've gotten some positive feedback um, from certain people and some not so positive feedback from people like my girlfriend. But, uh... Wrong target audience, man. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess. Unless you have something you want to talk about to open the show, we can just jump right into it. Let's just get started. All right, cool. So top news. I know this one's a little frustrating for you since you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, but Des Bryant involved in a training camp fight. The cornerback involved was Tyler Patman. Um, What's your take on this? Don't even care. I have zero concerns about it. doesn't really matter to me. Not going to be a big deal. It's just... You know, when you put 70 guys in a field, eventually they're going to kind of start getting angry at each other. So, Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm kind of on the same same page with you. It's training camp fights. I remember uh, part of the Jets' hard knocks. There was a lot of fights in that one. Um, and it was just kind of kind of like accepted, really, in the training camp culture, I guess, if you will. And, and apparently Des Bryant and Patman have already... Uh, come to terms and have moved on from it you know they both said their family their brothers it'll happen and then you just get past it I mean we're so desperate for news at this point in the season we'll take any little thing we can get right right Uh, and then next going into an AFC West player kind of like we did with Tom Brady and your your genius way of running that first episode uh Jamal Charles calls himself the LeBron James of football. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Utter absurdity. That doesn't make any sense to me. If <laughs> if there is a LeBron James of football, it's so clearly J.J. Watt. So, sorry, Jamal. I, uh, oh, I mean, at first I didn't even think of that. And now that you said it, it makes so much sense. J.J. Watt is clearly the best player yeah. in the NFL. Jamal's pretty good, but I don't think he's – I mean, people are saying that him saying he's LeBron James of football is him saying that he's one of the best to ever do it. And because LeBron th- is obviously one yeah. of the best to ever do it in the NBA. I uh, think what he meant was that he, he can do a lot of different stuff uh, for his team, but then I just go J.J. Watt still wins. So Yeah, I think without a doubt J.J. Watt's still the best player in the NFL. On both sides of the ball, uh, he makes a great tight end as well as a defensive end. He does. So, Jamal Charles, LeBron James of football, you hate it. I'm not – I don't hate it, but I don't – I'm not in agreement. So.
Chat Sports is personalized news and scores shared with friends. Thousands of sources from ESPN to local blogs create Chat Sports curated news feeds. Fans choose favorite teams and follow friends to get every breaking update. With live scores, play-by-play, and original content, Chat Sports is the best way to share sports with friends. All right, let's move into the bulk of the show then. The AFC West preview. Last episode we did the AFC East. This episode we're going to do the AFC West. And we're going to start out with the silver and black, the Raiders. Uh, Safest pick, sleeper bust, just like the last time. And then we'll talk about the rest of the players that we want to. So we'll start with the Raiders. Tom, safest pick? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Amari Cooper. Um, Mostly because... It's not like the Raiders have a whole lot of dynamic fantasy players. And Cooper, I think, is already Oakland's best receiver, even though he hasn't played a down in the NFL. So and if he clicks with Carr early, he could be playing like a wide receiver, too, before the midway point. I, uh, I'm in agreement. I have Amari Cooper as my safest pick as well for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. And um, I do think him and Carr click. Uh, I think Cooper is immensely talented and wouldn't really have trouble clicking with any quarterback in the league unless that quarterback was, you know, one of the bills. But um, I think Cooper and Carr are going to fit well together. I think having Crabtree opposite him will help as well because Crabtree still will obey some attention or demand some attention from the opposing defense, which will get Cooper even more, one-on-one coverage, which I think Cooper is able to beat. Watched a video today of, of his footwork uh, in training camp. It, was, it looked really good. So I, I think Cooper's going to have a, a nice season. Yeah, he's a stud. Uh, sleeper? Um, this one's for you. I'll just take Crabtree um, because I, at least we know his ceiling is at least a little bit higher than the other guys on the team right now but it's not like there are any obvious options yeah i think uh i did the same thing sleeper is michael crabtree we've agreed well, too much already tom um, you love crabtree so oh i loved him last year and he disappointed me to the point where i don't like him anymore <laughs> but uh i i think you know new new scenery uh he's gonna be He's obviously one of the two most talented wide receivers on the team since there is nothing else after that. Uh, so I don't see why he wouldn't be a good sleeper pick, and I think that's why we both picked him. And he's getting drafted pretty late, if if at all. So yeah. who's your bust? Uh, it's kind of by default, but Latavius Murray, even though I have him in the top 20 among halfbacks for me, the, the reason that he's my bust pick is that he's high risk, high reward. He flashed some really good potential last year. But the reason everybody wants him is because of that Kansas City game where he had four carries for 112 yards, two TDs, and then got hurt. And then he didn't play that well from that point on. He didn't, he didn't score again the entire season. So we're kind of basing all of his fantasy stock off of those four carries. So there's there's some concern on my end. I, I think he'll be fine. I'm going to draft him as a, as a flex type 
and hopefully he plays well. I mean, I think he he might legitimately have low RB1 potential, but he also might get hurt or just kind of get 20 carries, 80 yards every game. So I'm just a little bit, you know, concerned about him. Yeah, again, we agree. So we're three for three in agreement so far. I have Latavius Murray as my bus as well. Uh, I actually have him ranked outside of my top 20. He's my number 24 running back as of now. Um, the news on Trent Richardson not being healthy and maybe not even making the roster does help him. Uh, but I just, it's the Raiders. It's their running game, which has been just anemic the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, he had the one big game and the rest he was meh. And I don't like drafting a guy who is meh. That's why I think he's a he's a bust for me. Also, Trent is terrible, so I wouldn't you know, take <laughs> right. him in any league. Right. Um, his his ceiling at this point in his career is touchdown vulture player. That's about it. Uh, it's so sad. He got such a big contract, and they used two first round picks to get him. And, uh, I mean, God, talk about the most overhyped, overrated player in recent memory, for me at least, Trent Richardson. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else on the Raiders that you would like to talk about? I mean, there's still Uh, a few out there, I think. Derek Carr, I want to mention, because I actually like him quite a bit as an NFL quarterback, but he's not ready to be a fantasy starter yet. Um, No real reason to draft him quite yet. Question, with Derek Carr, with him having the two weapons that we mentioned already, um, is he a, an option in two quarterback leagues if you decide um, to wait on your second quarterback? Let me see where I have him in my QB rankings. I think I have him 25 or so. Okay. I do have him actually exactly... 25. Um, so I still have him as more more of a backup in a two QBR league. Right. Um, for this year, at least. I, I, I'd take him before I took Winston or Marcus Mariota. Um, but I just don't fully trust him yet. I, I, think, I think he might be the answer in Oakland, but he's not going to be the answer to anyone's fantasy team. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I'm in agreement there. I think... I think he's worth taking as like a third quarterback, like you were saying. And maybe he does perform like a QB2 in a two-quarterback league, which is just, you know, bonus points for you if you're able to draft him as your third quarterback. But uh, it it is hard to trust right away. It is the Raiders, and he is only in his second year. But we will see how that pans out. But I think he is a much better real-life player than fantasy at this point in his career. We are just uh, we are on the ball with agreeing today, Tom, and I don't are. think that I don't think that's good for the show. I don't uh, think it is either. I'm sure it'll change <laughs> soon enough. So. Right, right. Uh, I got another name for you, Roy Hallou. How about that name? Oh, Hallou. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> Sorry. You know, wow, that was a I was doing all thing. my research for this, and I realized that he was 38th among fantasy tailbacks last year. Yeah, 38th, and I went, "What? Really?" Did, yeah, he was 30th. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And I think it was because he caught a decent amount of passes. Um, 
which kind of intrigues me in a PPR format. Right. But, I mean, I obviously don't trust him because there's no way I'm going to draft him in any league. He's listed. At the end of a. Go ahead. At the end of a PPR league. Yeah. So he's listed as the starting third down running back for the Raiders right now. You mentioned his his catching uh, ability. He's got he had forty two for four hundred and seventy seven last year and two touchdowns receiving, um, and he averaged five point four yards a carry. He only had forty carries though, but for two hundred and sixteen yards and a touchdown. So I don't know. Maybe if Latavius Murray is a bust, then Hulu might see the field a little bit more than people think. But again, like we were saying with Murray, he's he's probably going to get every opportunity he can before the Raiders decide to pull the plug. All right, besides Halu, anyone else you want to talk about, Tom? Uh, not off the top of my head. How about you? Uh, of course I have one. Sebastian Janikowski, the Love left-footed him. drunken kicker. Love him. Uh, I actually haven't taken him in a long time because he hasn't been playing that well. Right. Fancy-wise, even though he's a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I always used to pick him maybe five years ago, so I'd always make sure I got him. But uh, as of right now, he's not really worth taking, unfortunately. Yeah, I think a lot of people will still draft him because it is who he is who he is. Um, but like you mentioned, he's kind of been in decline. And how much are the Raiders actually going to score? Will they even get into field goal range? Those types of questions. Uh, and... I just love his name and just love the player that he is, but he wouldn't be—he won't be on my fantasy team. So moving on to the San Diego Superchargers. Sure, great name. <laughs> uh, safest pick, sleeper and bust. Tom, go ahead with the safest pick. <sighs> Give me Philip Rivers, only because I think. We, we all know he's going to finish around 12th. That's what he did last year. That's where he tends to finish. Or 12th among fantasy QBs, I should say. Um, it's not like he's going to explode and finish 5th or something, I don't think. But it, you know, he shouldn't finish you know 25th either. And he's normally pretty healthy. So he's, he's kind of a safe, low-end pick. A low QB1 in a 12-team league. And a, a high-quality backup in a 10-team league. Okay, I like that a lot. Um, he is a very safe pick, Philip Rivers, for the reasons you mentioned. My my safest pick actually is probably going to surprise a lot of people because it, it might be the opposite of safe. But I think Keenan Allen is posed, poised to have a break back, right, wow, bounce back season. Um, he already is a target monster. He just had trouble doing things with those targets last year. I think with Gates missing the first four games, uh, Stevie Johnson will tire towards the end of the season. Uh, I think Keenan Allen's going to be the top dog in San Diego. I think he'll go over you know, 1,100 yards receiving. I think he'll have maybe just under 10 touchdowns, and I'm very confident in drafting him where he's going. Where was this last year? Because I pushed so hard for you to come along the Keenan Allen bandwagon with me, <laughs> and then it went up in flames just like the, the Crabtree band, bandwagon did. Because yep. those were the two guys we were arguing over, trying to get each other to pick. Yep. And now you're on the Allen bandwagon. And I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. Um, so, I, I, mean, I, it, yeah. I don't know. I like I'm a believer a in the uh, 
the sophomore slump a little bit for certain guys. And That's I think, what happened. And I think Keenan Allen was a, a candidate for that for me last year. And then he real then a lot of times the sophomore slump happens and they realize, wow, I can't do this offseason what I did last offseason. Yeah. I really have to commit myself and dedicate myself to this game or else I'm going to be a disappointment. And that's when the big third-year receiver thing happens, and I think Keenan Allen is is exactly that this year. Um, I'm kind of drafting him as a flex and expecting him to play kind of like a wide receiver too. So That's great. That is, I mean, could you imagine getting a wide receiver two return out of a flex pick? That's, I mean... Oh yeah, that's it's that's cute. called that's called winning the draft, Tom. It is, <laughs> and that's always fun. Right, uh, and who is your sleeper pick for the San Diego Super Chargers? Uh, Ladarius Green, okay. the tight end. He'll start over Antonio Gates at least for the first four games since Gates is suspended. I kind of thought Green was going to take the job from Gates last year. And then Gates totally took me by surprise by how well he played. But now that Green's getting a chance to start for four games guaranteed, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't really give back that starting job to Gates. And Green's not really getting drafted. I mean, I've done plenty of mock drafts where he doesn't go at all, so you don't even have to take him right away. I can wait till the very last round or just keep him, you know, ready to go in the waiver wire. Yeah, I think... I like that pick of Ladarius Green. That's not who I picked, but uh, you said all the right things there talking about him. And he definitely has sleeper potential. He actually has breakout potential. He does. uh, If he's able to stay on the field after Gates comes back. He's an athletic freak, and he's got a lot of speed as a tight end. He's a a mismatch waiting to happen. He's kind of... I don't want to say too highly, but uh, Jimmy Graham-esque, I will say, for Ladarius Green. That's the style of play, yeah. Right. Um, who is your? Oh, I got to do my sleep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You got to do Wow. Yours. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> mine is one. Daniel Woodhead. Okay. Why? Uh, he was. He finished. Okay, two seasons ago, he mm-hmm. finished as the number thirteen PPR running back, mm-hmm. and that was the season that Ryan Matthews had. Uh, a lot of carries, and was healthy, I think, pretty much the whole season. So Woodhead was purely the third down back, and he comes back and he steps right back into that role, Um, and I think he flourishes in it as well, because I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be on the field for many third downs because they have Danny Woodhead, who's a better pass protector at this point and a better pass catcher as well, so... I think Woodhead has all the sleeper potential, and he's getting drafted really late. And if you're in a PPR league, this guy's still that late in the draft. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I agree with you PPR-wise. As long as he stays healthy, he's an absolute stud. So. He's so little, too. That's always fun on really little guys. <laughs> he is. Who is your bust? Uh, probably to be expected after my sleeper pick, but Antonio Gates. Um, I refuse to touch him in any league. Uh, I also did this last year, and he made me look really, really stupid, but that's (laughs) beside the point. He's 35. He's missing the first four games of the season. I just don't see any reason to invest anything in him. Yeah, my bus is... Go ahead. His uh, average draft position is really messed up, 
because the CPU keeps picking for or keeps p picking him up for some reason, at least on ESPN. But I just refuse to take him. Yeah, my bus is Antonio Gates as well. Um, he is missing the first four games. He's 35, everything that you said. Ladarius Green has the potential to take that job just away from Antonio Gates. Although I do think the Chargers love Antonio Gates. Phillip Rivers loves Antonio Gates. I think maybe out of respect, he, they give him a lot of playing time when he does return. But I think even then they find a way to have Green on the field at the same time if Green performs well in the first four games. I'd really like to see them run more two tight end sets. Because right. it's not like they're super deep at receiver that they need to be going four or even three wide all the time. So we have we have Gates as a bust, right? So you and I, say we're in a league together. It's a 10-team league, and Gates doesn't get drafted. Is he then a waiver wire priority come week five? Depends on how Green plays, I think. Um, if Green isn't, you know, or at least does not play very good, then maybe we go look at Gates. But I'm kind of more willing to take a wait-and-see approach. Okay, okay. I uh, I think even if Green plays really well, uh, I think because like I was saying, the respect that they have for Gates and and how much they admire him, I think he would. If I didn't have Ladarius Green and say I had, you know, say I took a chance on someone like Tyler Eifert or something, and and he wasn't performing, I wouldn't necessarily just drop my tight end for Antonio Gates. Mm -hmm. But I think picking him up and stashing him isn't the worst idea if your tight end is struggling early in the season. And assuming you have the space on your roster. Right, right, right. Which, come week five, sometimes you don't. You know, it's still pretty early in the season. You're not necessarily ready to give up on certain guys that you drafted because, you you know, you you drafted them for a reason. You thought highly of them. Still uh, holding out hope. Right. So, I mean, I guess it all depends on who's on your roster and and things of that nature. But, I don't know, I think Gates might be worth a stash come week five. Maybe. Uh, what do you expect in this year from Melvin Gordon? That's funny that none of us, neither of us, put him for safest pick, sleeper, or bust. Uh, He's kind of in that middle ground for me, where he doesn't really fit any of the categories. Right. So, I almost put him as my safest pick because I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's highly impressive, and he's going to get a lot of work in his mm -hmm. first season. But can you really safest pick? A rookie running back. I, that's why I didn't put him in there because mm -hmm. I just it's tough to trust first year guys. Right for me. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I really like the way Melvin Gordon played in college. I'm a huge fan of Gordon, and I think that he he will be a good player his first year in the NFL because he's going to get a lot of usage. But I, it's tough to trust a rookie running back, and he's getting drafted. I think. Towards the end of the third round, um, beginning of the fourth round. And that, that's pretty early for a rookie running back, even one that was taken with a 15th overall pick. Yeah, I have him as a low-end RB2 right now, knowing he might play a, a little bit better than that. But I just can't justify taking or spending a high pick on a halfback that, that's in his first year. Yeah, it, it's, it's always tough with rookie running backs because you never know how they're going to pan out. Um, the outlier last year was Jeremy Hill, but he didn't yeah. even get to really start until halfway through the season. 
And it's not like he was a high pick either. Right, for right. For the most part. He was pretty late in, in, in the draft. Right. So that that's what makes Gordon a not Fantasy safe. draft, I mean. Right, right, right. That's what makes Gordon not safe is how mm-hmm. early he's going. That's not going to say that I won't take him in the third or fourth round. It mm-hmm. depends on what other running backs are there and who I have on my team. If he's the best option there, if he, if I'm looking at Melvin Gordon, uh, Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, I'd probably go Melvin Gordon. Really? Because I'd take Hyde and Miller over Gordon. <laughs> really? Interesting. R- real fast. I've, I've got Miller pretty high up on my board, if I recall correctly, from our conversation last week. Because I have him 13th among halfbacks. Wow. That's, uh, so. That is pretty high. Well, he was 10th last year, so... Yeah, I have, so I have Gordon 15. Top 10. And Lamar Miller 18. I actually have I have, Gordon. I have Gordon 18. So And I have Ingram 15, which I'm not super sold about right now. But I actually have Melvin Gordon in front of Frank Gore. I think I'm going to change that, but, but we can discuss that on another episode. Um, okay. <laughs> anyone else you want to talk about on the Superchargers? Uh, you kind of mentioned him briefly, Stevie Johnson. What are you expecting from him? Good first four weeks, maybe, while Gates is out. Really? Uh, maybe even good first half of the season. But I think he's going to do kind of similar to what Steve Smith Sr. did last year. And maybe not as good as Steve Smith Sr. Because that start to the last season was ridiculous. He was playing like a 25-year-old. But uh, I think Stevie Johnson has a good maybe first half of the season and then fades towards the end. Okay. I mean, Eddie... Royal is gone from the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I think Stevie Johnson's going to pick up on some of those targets, but I don't see him being anything more than a backup. Um, but I think he, I think he could be a solid backup in P- PPR leagues. So, how about uh, Malcolm Floyd? Are you? I don't trust. I don't trust him. Okay. Um, I mean, great, great that he's back though. Yeah, but he's always hurt. It seems like. Yeah, he so is. I just he don't is. see any. And the, it's not like he's got super high upside. So. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he, he is what he is at this point in his career. I think everyone knows what he is. Um, anyone else you want to talk about on the Chargers? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, let me get... Uh, it's Nick Novak, I think. Yep, let me get Nick Novak in there. What are, what are um, your thoughts on Novak? <laughs> just outside top 12 for me. Um, okay. So it, and it's not like... You know, the difference between, like, 7 and 20 among kickers is not very high, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I think I'm going to just default all the kicker rankings. I think we, I know we talked about it last time, but I'm just going to default every kicker to you, and you're going to be the kicker expert. Are you okay oh, with this? <laughs> okay. Well, whatever you say. <laughs> like what you're hearing? Check out more fantasy football content and much, much more content at chatsports.com. Again, that's chatsports, C-H-A-T-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. All right, so Kansas City Chiefs is going to be the next team that we go to playing in Arrowhead Stadium. Safest pick, sleeper, bust, Kansas City Chiefs. Safest pick for you, Tom. Charles, by far, really no explanation needed on that one. All right, uh, Jamal Charles, LeBron James. So that's my that's my explanation for Charles. 
uh, we both know why he's the safest pick. He's heavily used in that offense. Uh, he is he is the offense more or less. He's he's the machine that runs it. Um, if he gets hurt, Nile Davis steps up, but we'll we'll get to him in a second. I'm sure. Who's your sleeper? I don't think I have one really. Um, I was thinking Nile Davis, but you really can't because he's nothing more than a handcuff slash a, a must sign if Charles gets hurt. And the rest of the guys are all kind of you know well known. This is where they should go. So. Yeah, I'm the same. I have uh, in my notes. Chiefs I have are really thin for fantasy players as well. They are. I have I have NA for sleeper for the Chiefs. A lot of people that I've read, at least from other blogs and things like that, are valuing Alex Smith a little bit higher than he usually is because of the addition of Jeremy Macklin. But, I mean, the guy doesn't throw to wide receivers. He doesn't throw more than six yards down the field. He's a check-down machine. Uh, he's just not a fantasy quarterback, in my opinion. And he's like a backup. So. Yeah. Um, so we both don't have a sleeper, which is pretty bad. But like you said, yeah. everyone, you know, where they're getting drafted is where they should get drafted. And, and what you can expect for them is what you should expect. So that's hard to have a sleeper. Yeah, I agree. Who is your bust? Uh, I don't have a bust because everyone's kind of getting drafted where they should get drafted, I feel like. Okay. Um, I know Macklin you can make the argument for, but I think everyone expects him to not play as well as he did in Philly. So. Yeah, my bust is, is head of me, Macklin. Uh, but I, you know, not, not a lot of people are expecting a lot from him unless you're a huge Jeremy Macklin fan and you're just being way too optimistic. I think everyone knows he won't repeat what he did in Philadelphia. Uh, I think he's he's out of my top forty for wide receivers. I want to say really. I'm looking right now. I might be. Oh, jump, wow. I might be jumping the gun there. So I'm looking. Where, where's he for I, you? He's at twenty eight for me. So he's not out of my top forty. There's no way. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if he was outside your. Top 40. Yeah, no, he's actually inside my top 30. So there I go, okay. running okay. run my there mouth. That, 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 makes, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> he's my number 28 wide receiver. I have him right before Amari Cooper and right after Andre Johnson. Okay, well, that makes sense then. So, top 40. See, running my mouth, just getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyone else on the Kansas City Chefs that you want to talk about? <sighs> I mean, I'm sure. I know you wanted to talk about your boy Kelsey, so fire away. Oh, man, Travis Kelsey. I I've very very much thought about ranking him as my number two tight end ahead of Jimmy Graham. Uh, All right. <laughs> you 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 thinking I'm going crazy, huh? Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna quantify this by putting it in. How high is he on your overall board? Oh man, uh, my overall board. He'd probably. He's probably around number forty-five to fifty. God, that's so high for a tight end. Range that's not, that's not Rob Gronkowski. So Gronkowski is. I would never. I would never spend a pick that high on Kelsey. He is. Let me find him. He's like 
low 70s for me. He's baby Gronk. He wears the same He's... number. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to just gonna go ahead and pump the brakes for you a little bit on the hype train that you're about to kick out of the station. He was ninth last year among fantasy tight ends, so that's a pretty substantial jump. But, Tom, but Mr. Downey, <laughs> Anthony Fasano is no longer in town who for some reason the Chiefs were playing over Kelsey majority of the season, and then they finally increased Kelsey's snaps. And this year, I don't think, they, they take the training wheels off, and I think he's going to be absolutely unleashed. And I hope I'm right. <laughs> All right, whatever you say. I just think you're getting a, a little little bit in front of that hype train. You're going to get just run over by it. Too, so. too much, too much so. Yeah, just just a little bit. Um, uh, it's I don't know I, I'm I haven't put them over Graham yet, and I probably won't. But they're very close for me. They're like two and two A, honestly. Wow. See, I still Greg Olson above Kelsey mm. because Olson's very consistent and has proven that he can be a top three fantasy tight end in the past. But one last question for you on the Chiefs is: okay. How high do you draft Jamal Charles? Assuming that your standard ten team league, I think he goes in my top six picks. Okay, I have uh, him top three. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's standard, he'd be top top four, knowing Le'Veon Bell, you know, is could, probably right up there too. Him. Right. So for me, it'd so. probably go, you know, Peterson, Lacey, uh, probably then Charles at three. Yeah, and then yeah. Bell four. I like Lynch at five. So, but I, what about what about in PPR? Where does he go? Is he even higher um, than for you? I think he jumps Lacey in PPR. Okay. I don't think he jumps Peterson. I think Peterson's actually going to catch a decent amount of passes this season. I'm so high on Adrian Peterson. It's dude, unbelievable, I, dude. I am. I mentioned how I didn't want didn't want you to get out in front of the hype train on Pete, on uh, Kelsey. Yeah. I am. I have already lapped the station once and come back around for <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Peterson. <laughs> Dude, I I think he's just going to play super mad the entire year. So he's going to be a monster. I think so too. All right. so and, anyone else on hmm. KC then? Wow, Cairo Santos Santos. Nope, not not uh, draftable in any league. So. All right, you heard it here first from our kicker expert, Tom Downey. Do not draft Santos. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, eh? Don't do it. Just <laughs> uh, not worth it. Okay. Last, but definitely not least in this division, are the nope. Denver Broncos. Again, safest pick, sleeper bust. Tom, who's your safest pick? Demarius Thomas. Um, we... We all know he's going to catch a ton of passes, maybe even more so than last year with Julius Thomas now in Jacksonville. He's totally worth a second-round pick, and that's about where he's going as well. Yeah, I have Demarius Thomas as my safest pick as well. Um, he's easily going to be the man on the offense. Um, I think they'll they'll run a little bit more than they – than they did last season, although there were times where they ran a lot because of mm-hmm. Manning's injury struggles. But I think 
Thomas picks up some of the touchdowns that Julius Thomas left, along with some more receptions, and he's easily my safest pick as well. Okay. Sleeper. I mean, I... I'm not, I'm not going to take him in any league, and I'm sure he's not going in many, but that's Cody Latimer for me, um, mostly because everyone else is kind of going around where they should go. Um, and he's he's got some intriguing upside. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year he kind of breaks out. And, you know, if you're going to spend a late-round pick on a flyer, you know, a guy like – excuse me, a guy like Latimer with a lot of upside makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I have him as my sleeper pick as well, and and I probably won't take him in any drafts either. If I do, it'll be the very last round, and he's just sitting there. Um, But I think, you know, in a high-powered offense like the Broncos run and Peyton Manning still throwing him the ball, I think Latimer has a chance to to have a a fantasy-relevant season, which would make him a good sleeper pick. And I know that Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders himself, has come out and said, you know, Latimer is going to see the field more this season than he did last year. So we'll see well, We'll see what Latimer can do with that more opportunity. I'd expect Sanders to shift into the slot more. Right. Um, which is going to help his PPR value a lot. Might knock him down a little bit overall. I mean, he was seventh last year, so I think he plays more like a wide receiver too. But he's, he's, he's another guy that should be a safe pick. Who is your bust? Peyton. Um and I am so worried about him. I just, I'm really afraid that his arm is just going to fall off or something along those lines. I have him, I still have him fourth among fantasy QBs, and I'm flipping between him and Big Ben. But they're both really far down on my overall rankings. So it's not like I ever get Peyton Manning in, in any league, which makes me feel better. So. I mean, he's he's thirty nine. That's so old. Thirty nine isn't that old. My my pops just turned seventy seven a couple of days ago. No, thirty nine is really old for a <laughs> for the NFL. For the NFL. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, I didn't put a bust because I can't. I can't deny Peyton Manning. Uh, I've I tried to I last year. To. I tried to I'm the just... year before. And I'm just scared. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm it's scared. a good pick. I understand why you're scared. He's he's 39. He's his arm strength isn't as as good as it used to be, even though it was never really great. Um, but I just can't. I mean, I won't draft him because of his bust potential. But man, I've tried to call him a bust the last two years, and he just has shut me up. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom. Any other? Uh, Skill position players you want to talk about with the Denver Broncos? Yeah, uh, C.J. Anderson jumps out because he came out of nowhere last year. Um, almost finished inside the top ten among fantasy halfbacks. Um, I have him as a late first, early second round pick. I don't know where you have him. Um, I don't mind taking him there. He's ranked as my number eight running back, so that makes sense to go into the first round yeah. if you, you know, Trickle in a couple wide receivers, maybe even someone takes a quarterback in round one in, in the leagues. You never know, but uh, happens. I I in my home league have the number ten pick, and I know I mentioned that last episode. He hasn't made it to me in many mm-hmm. mock drafts that I've done, and I'm not sure if he will in in my league. 
But if he does, I'd have to seriously consider taking him there. Yeah, it's about his range. Although I am, um, I am highly on the because I'm going to full point PPR, and I've been highly mm-hmm. on the two wide receiver turn at that first number ten and eleven, which I know you are going to completely disagree with. Totally depends on who's on the board at that point. Yeah. Um, like if Des Bryant and like Demarius Thomas are there, and you know Anderson, Foster, all of them are gone. I really can't argue with that too much. So. Right. Um, let's see. Is Monty Ball going to amount to anything anytime soon? God, man, I don't know. I I mean that's that's a big as big a question mark as there is in the NFL. I think he just can't stay healthy. That's his issue. Yeah, it sucks. You know, because he he's he was really talented at Wisconsin. And I think he's still a good running back. But, I mean, C.J. Anderson just took that job and ran away with it last year. And, mm-hmm. and the Broncos would be crazy to try to, you know, split carries or anything like that, in my opinion. Yeah. And Hillman played well, too. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a talented backfield. They do have a yeah. talented backfield. Um, Although I, I, th- I think Hillman becomes kind of more of a third down, change of pace back. Right. Right now on their, on their uh, official depth chart, they have C.J. Anderson listed as the top running back, top goal line back, and top third down back. So it seems like they're planning wow. on featuring him as much awesome. as they can. Um, and like you mentioned before, the backup third down running back right now is Ronnie Hillman. Backup goal line back mm-hmm. is Monty Ball. So maybe Ball has some touchdown potential and Hillman has some PPR potential. But as of right now, all three spots belong to C.J. Anderson. So. Thoughts on o- Owen Daniels? I'm not drafting him. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> uh, I almost put He's him. He's always for, hurt. Yeah, I almost put him for my bust because some people are saying, "Oh, Kubiak with Daniels again, and he's gonna have his, you know, another great year." Blah blah blah. I no, nah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think I have him 13th overall, but like, you know, how often do 13 t- tight ends get drafted? Taken right. Know? I would take guys like so. Eric Ebron over him, to be honest. That's aggressive. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a little bold, but, you know. Oh, well. Uh, anyone else for you? No, I think that's that's everyone. All right, I uh, I have to ask. There's two kickers uh-huh. on this team. Connor Barth and Brandon McManus. Who wins the job and are either draftable? Barth is going to be, I think, the field goal get man. Okay. Uh, McManus might just be the kickoff specialist because he's, he's McManus has a strong leg but he's not that accurate Barth I mean I think ESPN has him fourth which is too high for my taste but you know if you were picking like eighth or ninth man and all the kickers are gone you can take a, a guy like Barth what, what yeah. I mean just what a kicker expert you you know who's going to be kicking the kickoffs oh. who's kicking the field goals Tom Downey you are you are bringing it today I guess kickers are people too. <laughs> According I to uh, to one young Rich Eisen, they <laughs> they are top people in the NFL. <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to wrap us up. Unless you have something else you want to talk about, uh, I do not. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening to the CS Report episode two. We are on iTunes now, so you can go ahead and subscribe to us. Just. Go to iTunes, search c.s.report, and it should pop up for you. Go it ahead and does the, pop up. There you go. The follow and the subscribe. Uh, also, email any questions or thoughts to our 
email address chatsportsreport at gmail.com. Again, that's chatsportsreport at gmail.com. Um, the last one that we were going to try to make was actually taken. Yeah, so I set out, I would bet a lot of money that CS Report was available. Yeah, how much money are we talking about? I, I don't know. I didn't put any money on it. Uh, how, I would have lost substantially. I was, I, I'm surprised that that was not available. You know, I meant to actually lead with that. And I meant to ask you how much money um, are the listeners going to get because you bet a substantial amount of money. I did bet that. This is where my gambling problem gets me into <laughs> issues. So. That's too funny. All right, well, thanks for listening. CS Report Episode 2. Again, follow and subscribe on iTunes. You can also check us out on soundcloud.com. Again, just search CS Report, c.s.report. For Tom Don, for Tom Downey, I'm Al King. Follow us on Twitter. He's at WhatGoingDowney. I am at AlKing906. Have a great weekend and happy drafting. Like what you're hearing? Check out more fantasy football content and much, much more content at chatsports.com. Again, that's chatsports, C-H-A-T-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com.